Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you here at Crosstown. We're excited to be starting our new series, Frequency, and we're looking with great optimism to hear from God over the next couple of weeks together. I also want to give a shout out to you because we are doing our Year of Kindness here at Crosstown. It's our theme for our Wednesday night services. And we asked you to help us with foster parents last week. That we wanted to gift them through the Bear Foundation with little gifts to just say thank you so much for what you're doing. And I just want to salute you guys. You were over the top. Your response to helping these foster parents were incredible. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your kindness. And maybe you, maybe you missed that one. And well, we got another one coming up at the end of the month. We got two. We got a blood drive at the end of the month. And you say, well, I got nothing to give. I beg the differ. You know, uh, you got some blood that you can give out. Speaking of blood, I forgot to wear green today. And so these kids have been taking blood out of me. They've been like pinching the wazoo. I mean, it's like, man, we got a lot of Irish folks around here. But let me encourage you to give, give blood. We'll have it right here at Crosstown. And then we will have that same weekend, we'll be having our walk for water. We invite you to sign up in the back right after the service to be a part of our team. Great ways for you to express the kindness of God to the world around you. So, you know, we're going to be talking about how to cut through the noise. And there is a lot of noise to hear God speaking in our lives. Uh, we're going to look at a lot of different things. Not all of them will happen today, but we're going to look at a lot of things. We're going to, we're going to, how do I hear God? That's a big deal. You know, we just assume that once you go to church or you go to church, everybody here has figured out how to hear from God. And that really isn't the case. How do I hear from God? Or, or how do I know if it's God? We've got so many yahoos running around on this planet doing things in the name of God. You've you got to wonder, I mean, who really is hearing God? And, and how do I know if it's God speaking into my life? Also, are there things that get in the way of hearing? You know, are there different things that we do that makes it so that God can't hear us? Or can you get to the point when finally God just decides that he's going to start, stop listening to you? So um, before we go any further, I would like to uh, just, when I was just thinking about hearing God and all that stuff, let's pray for the people of that, of, uh, that lost their lives in the mosque. Um, I know it's not the same religion, uh, but we got to say this, that there are a lot of people in that mosque that were fervently seeking after God. Um, so let's pray for them and their families. Father, we just pray that your hands would be upon all the people that call and reach out to you. And whether they have heard the name of Jesus or not, whether they have opened to it or not, you love them. And you call out to them today, come unto me, all of you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We pray, Lord God, that the families of the victims may experience your peace and your love, and that they may discover the healing and the promise of resurrection that comes through your Son, Jesus Christ. And we pray for them today, in your mighty name, amen. So, we have a lot of questions that we ask ourselves about hearing from God, and we've we're going to face and stare those tough ones down because I've got questions about it, and I've always had questions about it. You know, of all the senses of the body, 
I think hearing, as I'm thinking about it now, I think of all the senses of the body, I think hearing is in like my top five. Um, I think of, I think, you know, when I look at them, it is definitely in my top five. Well, it's, yeah, I wanted to make sure somebody was listening to me today, and I just figured I'd do that. But this year, there was a hearing phenomenon on the internet. Now, I don't know if a couple years ago, there was this blue dress, white dress thing. Well, there was a hearing thing that just happened just a few months ago about what people heard. Well, we're going to do it today. I'm going to play a, a clip for you. And as you're hearing this clip, you're, I want you to listen. And you're, you're going to hear either the name Laurel or Yanni. Okay, you're going to hear one of these two names, and I'm going to play it a little bit, and I want you, then we're going to raise our hands to hear who hears what, okay? So let's listen to our first clip. Laurel, 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 Laurel. Laurel, Laurel, Laurel. Okay, now we heard, we all heard this, the same thing was said to all of us, okay? Now if you heard Laurel, could you raise your hand? Okay, goodness. If you heard Yanny, Yanny, or anything like Yanny, wow, okay. Um, we will, for all you Yanny folks, there will be prayer immediately after the service. <laughs> there is something so wrong with your heads. <laughs> uh, isn't that amazing? We played one clip, and yet we heard different things in the middle of it. Now, researchers have kind of looked into this. I heard Laurel. I don't know about the Yanny thing, but I heard Laurel. So... Some researchers did some things to kind of explain why this worked out. So I'm going to play another clip, and I want you to hear. What they're going to do is adjust the pitch, okay? And I, I want you to raise your hand afterwards. I will take a tally to see if you heard the other name in the change of pitch. So let's listen to this. All right. Okay. Now raise your hand if you finally heard the other name being said. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's absolutely crazy when you think about it. I, I want you to hear that, that as the pitch changed, what you think you're hearing changed. So hearing is a really big deal. And so when we talk about hearing God, we hear a lot of people talk about, well, I feel God said this to me, or I feel that God said that to me. 
well, I mean, well, what is God saying? Because it sounds like they're saying this and, and they're saying that. And, and how do we really hear what is being said in this? I believe, what, Ricky, what was the actual word that was being said? Laurel is the actual word that was recorded. <laughs> but to talk about hearing God, it is just as important to talk about our hearing as it is to his speaking. Because you would think, well, the way you start this off is, well, you've got to prove God is still speaking. No, I, that's not our first problem. Our first problem is, is are we hearing I mean, do we have the right frequency? And not only the right frequency, do we have the right pitch? So it's, it's not, you know, just talking, starting with the point is, is God speaking? But also whether or not, could we hear it even if he was speaking? And this is what Jesus means when he says in Luke 8, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't have a little switch here where I can turn off my ears. My ears are always hearing. So we know that he's not talking about, well, first of all, I think he assumes that a lot of people have ears. So that's not a hypothetical situation of, hey, whoever's got ears out there, those little flaps off the side of your head, hey, you know, you need to hear something. But no, most people have ears, and most people don't turn them off. So what is he talking about? I think he's talking about not just having ears to hear that were made, but having ears to listen. Ears to hear, not ears made for hearing. And rather than ears to hear, having an inclination to hear, having a kind of a predisposition to hear something, that you're actually searching for something to hear. You're listening for something. Jesus said in John 10, he said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And in this hearing, he talks about a kind of a predisposition and he also talks about an inclination. So he's not just talking about people, he's talking about people who are in predisposition towards something, and they are also inclined towards something. The first predisposition is that of relationship. He says, my sheep hear my voice, meaning that one of the things that prepares you to be able to have ears to hear is that you have this condition of being a, being a, a sheep of Christ, being a child of the living God. And that's one of the ways that we hear God is that it, hearing God is in the frequency of relationship. So a lot of us are like, well, I don't hear God. It's like, well, that's okay. You also, most of us are not hearing 98.1 right now, FM. Most of us are, I mean, if you're hearing 98.1 FM, you need to join the Yanni people in the back after the service because there's something else going on inside of your head. But you're not, you're not, your frequency is not dialed into that right now. And so when we talk about is God speaking or I don't hear God speaking, well, there's a frequency that we have to dial into. And that predisposition, that turning of the knob is the context of relationship. 
And that's why if you're an unbeliever here and you hear all these sappy Christians talking about, I really feel God saying this to me, and you're looking at them, it's like, what the heck? God's not real. Well, you know what? I mean, if just because I listen to easy listening on the FM dial doesn't mean the rock, rock channels don't exist. You know, just because uh, um, you may be listening to NPR, it doesn't mean gospel music's not being played on another frequency. And so that dialing in a frequency, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, meaning that the predisposition for hearing is relationship, not performance, not perfection, but rather this idea of being in relationship with God. But then he talks about the inclination of hearing, why we hear, what happens when we hear, and this is going to be a real important point. Our inclination, what are we listening for? And that's that this inclination of listening to follow. He said, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. Is that they're, they're predispositioned relationally with me to hear, but not just to hear everything, but to hear following, and to be inclined to following after God. Jesus continued, and he said, to the shepherd, the gatekeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls them out by his name, and he leads them out. The sheep have been predispositioned because of relationship to hear a particular shepherd's voice and are inclined to follow it. So you can put all the sheep together, you know, and you have a bunch of different shepherds, and you put all the sheep in one big thing, and they've, they've, there's videos online that you can watch this, and then one shepherd comes up and calls out to his sheep, and they separate from the herd, and they follow him where he goes because they have a relational connection with him, and they also know that when he speaks, following is supposed to happen, that God just doesn't speak to speak, but rather, because of context, he speaks to be followed. And for a lot of us, that might be where our problem is. So, you know, in my family, and I might have told this before, but I, you know, you, when you have kids, you, you want to find your kids in a pretty quick situation. Um, so you want to call them out from the rest of the sheep. Maybe you're in Disney World, and they ran off, and they want to go to... It's a small world. I don't know why, I'm, but they may want to go to small world when there's so many better rides over here. And, and so, you know, the kids would get away from us. And um, so we developed this thing when they were young, and it's called the Woo Whoop. It's, and we still use it today. So whenever I go Woo Whoop, I get that back. I mean, that's what I've been hearing from Deanna and Morgan and Dawn, and even my wife. We all do it. So we'll get lost in a crowd in the middle of the mall during a Christmas season, and, and we're the wackos you'll hear, woo whoop, and then all of a sudden you hear, woo whoop, and we'll find each other that way. Matter of fact, we were at the Rugged Maniac yesterday, and we were in the mud. We had a couple teams from Crosstown that were out there showing our best and showing a lot of other stuff. But we, we were out there, and we had fun, and, and it was really cool because whenever we'd get separated from each other, all we'd had to do is, you know, do the woo-whoop, and, and we heard each other. And Deanna was filming the whole thing, so to try to figure out where she was or for her to find out where we were in this big crowd of people, all we'd hear was, woo-whoop, and then all of a sudden she'd hear out of the mud, woo-whoop. It was more like a blue, blue, blue. 
but we had established frequency with each other but because of relationship. But also, the woo-woop meant something. It meant, I'm looking for you. I'm over here. Come over here. Find me. There was a built-in uh, inclination of what this communication was going to be. So hearing God's voice starts through a relationship with Jesus Christ with the intention of following him. You know, have you ever had that question about whether or not Hitler went to heaven? You know, or like these mass murderers. And I always will get some young Christian will come up to me and say, you know, is it possible for somebody who's been evil all the days of their lives to, at the last moment, you know, they've been having, you know, fun partying and doing all this stuff, and at the last moment, they are going to call out to Jesus, and they're going to pray that magical prayer of Romans, and say the sinner's prayer, and then, whoop, they, they're, you know, there it is, and they're just like in the kingdom of God. Is, is, like, is that how it works? No, there's, there's a predisposition. There's the calling out to God to be in relationship with God, but also with the inclination to follow God. And God has the ability to sort through who's just yelling out, hey God, if you're really up there, say something to me. Then waiting, see, he's not up there, he didn't say anything. I had this little test that I was going to have him do and he didn't do it. Because God's not just speaking to, to everyone. There's a context of relationship. And there also is this inclination to hear from God. The inclination to follow after him. And Jesus says with confidence that if you are in relationship with him and you have the inclination to follow him, you will hear his voice speaking into your heart. You know, when it comes to hearing God in our lives, we have to challenge these, these predispositions and inclinations of our listening. And what I mean by that is, what are we listening for? I mean, with the woo-whoop, I, I know what I'm listening for. I know what I'm trying to do with it. But what are we expecting uh, God to say to us? Uh, are we expecting him to answer a question? Because, uh, uh, let me ask you, are we framing the context of communication? I ask God a question, and he didn't answer the question. It's like, for instance, should I take the new job? And I expect God to give me a yes or a no. And, and, and we decide the terms of communication, that I can just arbitrarily go to God and ask him about this job, and, and he should give me a yes or no answer. Do we miss God because we want him to speak in our terms or in our way? Do we miss God because we really want answers, not really to hear from God, or not really to hear his voice to follow him? Now, I have to admit, that's when we get really down to the problem here. I mean, I like to hear from God, but if I've got to plug into one, I'm predispositioned in relationship with him, and I'm hearing him to follow him, I'll tell you what, that just takes a bunch of my questions and throws them out. Because, you know, that's the context of God speaking to me, is that I will follow after him. So I have to change the way that I, I think communication goes down. You know, the concept of faith 
is amazing. And I absolutely hate it. I have asked God, why did you come up with this stupid thing called faith? I mean, we got five senses for crying out loud. Pick one. Work with one of them. Talk to me audibly. Appear to my eyes. I mean, am I the only one here? You yawny people, are you with me on this? I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, don't you wonder? It's like, why, why, why the heck would he make it so daggum complicated if he is so evident and if he's so near and I hate it? And, and, and faith and hearing seem to be the same issue for me. Why? Because faith and hearing and believing forces me into a frequency range I don't want to live in. I don't want to have to dial it to that frequency. See, I want to operate in the frequency of logic. God, make sense of the world for me. God, make sense and speak to me in, in terms that are very clear, very logical, empirical evidence. Give me, speak to me in such a way that my mind can grasp you. Speak to me in a very rational way. Speak and to me and because I, I like to listen to logic, I like to listen to reason, I like to listen to other people, I even like to listen to, the, to, to Facebook and the web once in a while, because it appears, it appeals to the way I want to listen. I have these terms of how God speaks, and I require him to operate in those terms. So I've, for years, I've argued with God, why stinking faith? I mean, there's atheists galore out there, and, and God, you, you got to throw them a bone. You know, give them some sort of sign from heaven, some miracle, some something. But here's why faith. And I'm thinking, okay, why faith? And I think I got it. I still don't like it. But faith requires me to listen in a way that seems odd to my natural ears. See, um, to hear God in my life, to believe in God in my life, it requires something deeper in me than my five senses. It requires something that, that's deeper in me than just reason and logic. It requires me to go into the realm of predisposition and the inclination of my heart. What I want and there's no other way that God could ever get to my heart as long as he was speaking to my ears. You know, there was, there was never a way that God was going to get this as long as this was going to be the terms of our communication. It seems that faith requires you to listen by yielding your predisposition, meaning being Surrendering my will to God, surrendering my inclinations to God, my questions to God, it's like the only way he can really get the real you. I could ask every wife here, just because your husbands have ears, ladies, do you think you have your husband's hearing? Not for a second. Okay? I, and we're really good at, no, we're not. We're, I was going to say we're really good at faking it, but we're not. 
You know, we just got that dumb mule look on our face, and you're not, you're not listening to me, are you? I got two ears. I'm hearing the audible signals, the frequency. I am comprehending with my mind. But, you know, it, it requires me to go someplace and to listen differently. Something God wants of me is my, the predisposition of my heart, the inclination of my heart. He wants my will. He wants me to go beyond these other ways of listening. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. And this requires a new listening, a new hearing. This is re- requires ears to hear. Um, have you ever been in a relationship that required you to listen differently? Say, I'm not, this is not odd. We may say, wow, well, that stinks that God does that. Well, no, it really doesn't stink because um, when it comes to frequencies, we all have to make some sort of adjustment, whether it's microwave or uh, uh, frequency modulation or amplitude modulation or any other kind of modulation going on. We all have to make adjustments. But have you ever had to make an adjustment to get the message? Wives, have you ever had to adjust your listening to hear your husband? If you've ever wanted the heart of your husband, you had to dial in what your ears were listening to. You had to incline and predisposition yourself, I want to know this guy. I don't want him just to give me the answers I want him to give me. Been there before? You don't want him just saying the things that you want to hear. You want to hear his heart. Husbands the same way. If, if you want to capture the heart of your wife, then you can't just listen the way that you listen. You've got to listen differently. You've got to dial in to capture her heart. And she knows whether or not you're capturing her heart or getting angry every time she says the wrong words. No, you said that I never do this. No, what I meant was, you know, it's like it's all this listening distortion. And what it usually is is an argument of two people that have terms of listening or speaking and are not willing to surrender it to hear the heart. How about with your kids? Do you listen to your kids? Even when they're making mistakes, especially when they're making their mistakes. Instead of just saying, we don't do that, or you disobeyed me. Have you listened to say, hear what the disobedience was saying about their heart to you? Were they letting you know in their disobedience maybe a need that they needed to fulfill and they went about getting that need satisfied some other way? You have to adjust the way that you listen to your child's heart. Have you ever had to adjust in the way that you listen to your car? And I mean in your car, because your car talks to you. Um, I recently had a problem with my Subaru, and I, I caused the problem because I started doing some modifications to, you know, lift kit and, and, and skid plates and all this other thing. The thing is, real, is for real now, okay, folks? It is for real. I will be with the Yanni people in the back at, for prayer. But in the middle of it, um, I, a vibration occurred. So at a certain speed, all of a sudden the car kind of shudders a little bit. And it's like, oh, I'm trying to figure out what the heck is going on with this car. And I, you know, I've asked some people about the car, and it's kind of like, dang, this is a pretty strange thing. 
Well, then I found out there was a way to diagnose the problem of your car by putting a bucket of water in the front passenger side. Say, what's that all about? Well, you take the bucket of water and you put it in the passenger side and you start to drive. When the car begins to vibrate, if the, the top of the water becomes these little circles, like you know, when you drop a pebble, and you see these, these circles emanating out from the center, and there are small little circles moving out, well, that means you have a problem or a vibration in your drivetrain. That means you know, your drive shaft, maybe transmission, universal joints, maybe rear differential, someplace in there, that's the kind of harmonic signature that is being said to you. Now, if you have a problem with your CVs, um, or you have a problem with your wheels or your tires or something like that, well, on top of the water, it will create all these little waves that are kind of going all these different directions, and all of a sudden, you'll see them splashing, splashing out over the side of the bucket. I think you all actually visualized that, didn't you? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You actually saw that, and that's what happened. So I'm driving all of a sudden, seeing the little things, but you know, I, I got this by listening to my car. See, my car was always speaking to me. It was always giving me information. It was always communicating to me. But I wasn't capturing the frequency that it was speaking at. I didn't know how to capture that particular signal that it was giving to me. And if you had gotten into my car and you saw the bucket of water, and if I told you after you said, hey, dude, what's up with the bucket of water, what would you have said to me? Dude, you're whacked. You're listening to a bucket of water? And I would say, yes, my car is speaking to me to a bucket of water. And isn't that the kind of results that we get when we tell people that God speaks to us? What? God speaks to you? You know, and for a lot of us, the reason why we're not hearing God is that we haven't established the right way to hear God, the context of relationship and the inclination of our heart. Why do we listen to God? Because the moment we put that in place, all of a sudden, you'll begin to see the signals, the, the communication of our shepherd speaking into your heart. But it is going to require you to follow after God with faith, and faith is just like a bucket of water. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to drive around with it, but if you do, it will reward you by discovering the voice of God. And that's the decision that we have to make. See, God doesn't have a speaking problem. We have a listening problem. Jesus told us in a parable about heaven. He revealed this problem of, of listening that we have. You've probably heard this parable before, Luke chapter 8, verse 5. Jesus said, a sower went out to sow seed, and as he sowed, some fell on the path, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rocks, and it grew up, and it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up, and it choked it. And some fell into good soil, and it grew, and it yielded a hundredfold. And as he said these things, he called out and he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And then he goes on to describe this. And, and though this is a parable that's written about the kingdom of heaven and, and seems to have something to do with about hearing the preaching of the gospel, it does reveal some of the things that interrupt 
are some of the things that get, away, get in the way of us hearing from God. Now the parable is this, Jesus explained. The seed is the word of God, the voice of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they heard the word, received it with joy, but these have no root, and they believe for a while, and in time of testing they fall away. And as for those who fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the, the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. I mean, it's like we, we hear all the frequencies of the FM band all at the same time. Got to get the kids to school. Got to worry about that. What's the spot on my arm? I've got to worry about retirement. I've got to wonder what I'm doing with my job. Well, what about the kids? What about that vacation? What about, you know, all the things that, we, that are playing at the same time in our lives. As for those in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. See, this parable is addressing our ability, the pitch of our hearts. We've all got hearts. We've all got predispositions. We've all got inclinations. We all have wills here. But this is the part that determines whether or not we're hearing Laurel or Yanni. This is the part that determines is whether or not we are inclined towards God. That's what he means by good and honest heart. It doesn't mean these are people that are perfect people. I mean, we know that's not what it means. I mean, because Jesus came to save. He said, I came for the blind. I came for the deaf so that they could hear the good news and so that they could see the kingdom of God. So we know this isn't talking about, no, but these are people who are wanting relationship with God and also are inclined to follow after him, who are like, okay, God, I want to have a relationship with you, and I want to follow after you. And God calls that soil good, honest, and perfect soil. That's exactly how you hear the kingdom. That's exactly how it grows. That's how life begins to change for you, and his kingdom comes into your life. But I think a lot of us are cluttered with other things. We're trying to listen to NPR and 98 Rock at the same time. And it just can't happen. What we hear gets drowned out. For some of us, the cares of the world just begin to pluck things out there. God spoke some peace into us, some anti-anxiety message where he kind of calmed the waters for us. But then we started moving around other circles, getting different information and beginning to listen to other sources and we've become anxious again. We've become fearful again. We've become doubtful again. And for some of us, there, is, there really is a genuine enemy that goes about trying to keep you from hearing rightly the things of God. We really do have a whisper who goes about trying to distort the message of God. That your problem can't be fixed, that you're, you're, you're beyond God. You can't be, there's no hope for you. He'll, he'll never love you. He'll never welcome you. And he'll try to take that message of hope out of your life. I think the condition of our hearts changes the pitch 
of what is important to our lives. God says one thing, and we hear something totally different. That's why, and I won't go into it, but there are a lot of popular books out there right now. And I won't mention their names, but there's a lot of good self-help books for men and women that are out there talking about God's plan for your life. And it scratches the right itch about you being you and you being the best version of you and go girl and all the other things that may go on. And all this, I'm, I just made that one up. It just sound like, is there a book called Go Girl? There should be. I mean... But this idea of like, you know, taking God's, God's word and then making it fit what we want to hear. But that's not what Jesus said. My sheep, people who are in relationship with me, hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. They're inclined to hear my word, whether it's pleasant or not. Whether it's what they want, the answer they wanted or not, what they want is to follow him and to remain in relationship with him. And through God's spirit, he speaks to us. The question is, are we rightly related to God to here? Are we on the right frequency? Are we children of the most high God through a relationship with him through his son Jesus? Are you part of his kingdom? Are you rightly connected to him? Because that's the predisposition. So if you're standing outside waiting for God to hit you with a lightning bolt to prove that he really exists, you know, you're just going to get wet and stung. But that doesn't mean you've heard from God. But it's relationship with God through Christ. And when we are in relationship with Christ... Are we listening? Do we have the right pitch to follow after him? God, I want to hear what you want me to do as opposed to what I want you to do in my life. So in this series, we will talk about God speaking to us, but we have got to ask ourselves first, do I have ears to hear? And as I've been standing up here, I've been looking around, and I've checked, there's about... There's a pair of ears on every individual in this room. So God must not be speaking about our ears. He's talking about the predisposition and the inclination of our hearts. And let's be honest, even if, we're, if you've been saved a gazillion years, you can lose that inclination. Though you may be a child of God, maybe your pitch changed just a little bit. Maybe you stopped listening to him. Maybe you stopped pursuing after him. Maybe you stopped wanting God for God, but now you want God to do something for you, and that's it, and that's always the terms. And if you're bitter with God here today, and some of us are bitter, you know where that bitterness comes? It's that God's disappointed us because God hasn't done what I've asked him to do. I hope now you, you may see that, man, our predisposition and our inclination was not right that he speaks to us so that we can follow him. And when we are inclined to his voice, we will not be disappointed with where he leads us. So as we enter into this moment of expressions, God does not have a speaking problem. So we gotta start with grace. 
And, and maybe you're here, God, I need a relationship with you through Jesus Christ. I've got to start there. And God, I pray that, that you receive me as your child as a result of his death and his resurrection. That's where it starts. And then maybe we just need to pray that, God, give me ears to hear. I mean, really hear to my heart. Not just, not hear, but deep inside of my will, my inclinations. And maybe you're here and you've been walking with God, but you just want to say to him, Father, my ears have started to listen to other things. Or I've allowed your words to be stolen from my heart. Because I'm so worried about things in my life, I've allowed things to just pluck it and remove it out of my life. And today, God wants to challenge that. Heavenly Father, as we enter into this moment with you, give us ears to hear, to really hear my car can talk to me through a bucket of water the God of heaven can speak to my soul and today Lord God I yield my bucket my life to you for you to speak I incline my heart through a relationship with Jesus to hear to follow after you Lord, give us ears to hear.